0: how about we just stand for another couple more minutes? Is that okay? Yeah. Are you okay with that this morning? Yeah. Is anyone awake this morning? Yeah. yeah, that's good to good to hear. <laughs> I know it's Sunday morning, and uh, oftentimes I've noticed this. Sometimes when you have your biggest weekend, then we have a hangover the next weekend. You know, Jesus is exactly the same this week as last weekend. He hasn't changed. We haven't changed. He's still in you. Holy Spirit's here. I just want us to spend a couple of minutes just focusing in on him. Is that okay? And uh, whatever you're going through right now in your life or this week or maybe there's pain in your body, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And so let's just close our eyes and lift our hands and let's just ask him to come this morning. You might want to do that out loud. You're okay. You pray and ask the Lord to come and whatever he lays on your heart, begin asking him for. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the same every single day, yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would come and move in our midst here this morning at Harvest Church in Morfitt Vale. And Lord, we thank you for your presence. I ask for those who maybe have pain in their body, that you would begin to touch them right now. Holy Spirit, that you begin to lift burdens, lift heaviness, that you will relieve oppression of the enemy in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would begin to come and move in our midst. That you become, come and uh, uh, awaken us if we are sleeping, Lord. Where we are sleeping, we pray for an awakening spirit. Holy Spirit, we say come this morning. We say come this morning, have your way. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, despite whatever is going on in our lives and all the craziness of this world, we need you. We need you to come and move. We need you to come and awaken. Awaken the bride. Awaken your church. Awaken us, Lord Jesus. Awaken me. Awaken us where we are asleep, where we are bored, where we are lazy, where we can't be bothered anymore. We pray, awaken us. Awaken us, Holy Spirit. Awaken us, Holy Spirit. Does anyone else want to be awakened this morning? then begin to ask Him to awaken you. I need it. I need Him to awaken me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we look to you, Lord Jesus. We look to you beyond all other knowledge and sources of power and truth and wisdom. Jesus, we ask you to come. We ask you to come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for Drayson and his faith and his prayers. (laughs) I like a man who knows how to pray. I'll be honest with you. I like a man who knows how to pray. I like a woman who knows how to pray too. But there's something about a man who, who stands up and prays. Give someone a high five if you're okay with that. Obviously, 90% of you aren't okay with that, but that's okay. (laughs) I had some very generous people last week offer to repair some of my outfits. Thank you for that. I know I had threads coming out and all sorts of things happening, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just one of those... Parts of the job, isn't it? But Karen and I really—we don't like shopping. It's funny, and then once a year or once every second year, we'll just do this burst. Anyone else like that? And you just go as quickly as you possibly can. And if I finally found out what size pants I am, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy sixteen thirty twos because I know they'll fit me. And then I'll just—I don't have to try them on all the time. And uh, and then they get piled up, and you you, then you put on weight, and they don't fit anymore. Then we all know that issue. So, anyway, uh, I'll give you a couple of minutes just, uh, I suppose, resettling after last weekend. What an amazing weekend we had last weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. I said it, didn't I? Evangelists come, they stir the waters. But do you know what? If we don't have it, we get so lazy and so asleep that the church just falls asleep nicely. And then, and then God uses evangelists, prophets, people like that to come in and stir the waters. And that's what Pat did last week. We have thanked him this week for coming. And uh, he might have rocked some boats. I mean, I only had really, really good feedback, to be honest. So many visitors coming. So many people came and thanked us for bringing him uh, because we, we continually need reminders of so many things. And, you know, again, there might be little things that you think, oh, I'm not sure about that, not sure. It's okay. It's okay. God's in control and he's bigger than all our little opinions and, you know, non-opinions and all that stuff, all that stuff. But overall, God did some incredible, incredible things and we want to continue being an awakened church and awakened people. So please don't fall back to sleep. Please don't fall back to sleep. I know it's easy. The bed is cozy. The church bed is warm and cozy, but don't pull up the quilt. Because it's a dangerous place when the church loses its voice. It's a very dangerous place. When we lose our voice, when we lose our impact in the community, the enemy can just easily walk in and have a field day, easily walk into regions and communities, and it's not what God wants. So, you know, praise God for ACL. We're going to get right into this Bible, handing out Bibles. Karen's got a whole raft of things she wants to start doing as of next year. So get ready, okay? Uh, and... Uh, and so God is, he's on the move. He's on the move. He's not stagnant. And he wants us as a people, young and old, to keep moving forward into what he's got. And so we're looking forward to that. But, um, but hey, what a busy week, amazing week, a whole lot of things going on. I want to just state this again. Uh, whether you're vaxxed or not vaxxed, it's okay. It's now irrelevant, It's now irrelevant. We're at a march with 20 or 30,000 Adelaideans. So many of them had been vaccinated. So many of them hadn't been vaccinated. And I'm watching Australia, I'm I'm watching 20 to 30,000 people praying, praying with some pastor. I had no idea who this dude was. He led us all in prayer, he evangelized the crowd. They had a prayer tree. You could go and meet at the tree and get prayer, laying hands on prayer. We're not even doing this as the church. And so it was a a fantastic day. And one thing that, that is absolutely resolute and we won't be shaken from is we need to stand for freedom. I had many, many, many people. My phone was running off the hook, even though we don't have that anymore. No one knows what that means this very week with people who have lost their jobs, people in tears. These are professional people. These are not just sort of whatevers. These are professional full-time people. Now, listen to this. I've been an employer of hundreds and hundreds of people. I could not sack any of them. I could not let go of a staff member unless they'd done something dramatically wrong. And yet now people are being dismissed like that. 20-year, 30-year careers, losing their jobs is vaporizing. Why? Because they're unsure about a vaccine. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And don't let anyone bully you. Don't let anyone intimidate you. Because Jesus does not operate in fear. He does not operate in bullying and intimidation. Now, you might be thinking, oh, I hear you going on a Pat Mercedes ranch. No, we were saying this well before we even knew Pat Mercedes had been resurrected from the dead. <laughs> We've been saying this for years. Wayne and Irene from Germany came here seven years ago and said this kind of stuff. And so I just want us to be a people who are awake It doesn't matter about vaccine or no vaccine. Get it if you need to. If you want to, go for it. But for people who don't, let them be free. Let them be free to make a choice. We need need to have that freedom of conscience. Freedom of conscience. It's actually at our Baptist roots is the principle of freedom of conscience. Freedom of religion and freedom of conscience. So we'll stand for that. Till the day we die, we believe that's right to do. And, you know, in the years to come, it may not even be about vaxxed and no vaxxed. It'll probably be onto a whole whole different issue. But we need to be free people to operate in freedom to worship, freedom to preach the gospel, freedom to believe what we want to believe, uh, freedom to operate as God's free people. And so that's why three to four hundred thousand Victorians were marching yesterday as well, because they've been the most shut down city in the world. And the freedoms are just getting cramped on. And so in all of this, in all of this, our prayer is for awakening. Yeah. That, that above everything else. You, you know, there's so many opinions, so many opinions on, on this stuff. Does this work? Doesn't it work? What? what you, you know, all, all this stuff. But God is up to something. Yeah. He is awakening people. He's awakening us. And he's, he's yearning us to go deeper. To see his power, his word released on the earth. And and it's so much greater than fear or anything else. But, look, there's a whole lot of things I could say. But I'm happy to have conversations, and I mean that generally. If you you have concerns, if you've lost your job, we want to hear from you. I have a lot of weeding that needs doing. (laughs) I have 25 acres of weeds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true, but we mean that we want to support people who who are who are being ostracised in the community and losing their jobs. I'm telling you, I've heard some stories this week that I never heard. I never thought I'd hear in my lifetime. Never thought I'd hear in my lifetime. But we're we're hearing it. We're seeing it, and uh, so we are just praying for wisdom. If we've ever need Uber amount, Uber is a German word meaning lots. It's not a driver. Okay. And so if we've ever needed lots and lots of wisdom, it's now. And the Bible says if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. And so we want wisdom as a community. We want to know how do we navigate this thing? How do we track this thing and keep the gospel central and still say stay sane? And, you know, I mean, how do we do this thing? And so anyway, today I want to talk for a little bit on what I've called why is it so easy to miss Jesus. Why is it so easy to miss Jesus? And I want to read from, um, I'm going to read, I think this is NASB, but we're going to put up NIV, I think, because I didn't tell the guys what version, but that's okay. Luke 24, 36 to 49. Luke 24, 36 to 49. And it says, while they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst, that's Jesus, and said to them, peace be to you. What a good word for now. Peace. Peace be to you. You might be nervous, anxious, fearful, worried, stressed, angry, annoyed. Peace be to you. That's Jesus' word to us. It's good, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's go have coffee. (laughs) But they were startled and afraid and thought that they were seeing a ghost. And he said to them, why are you troubled? I mean, imagine it. Jesus has just appeared. Out of thin air, he has appeared. Of course they thought he was a ghost. Thought they thought he was, I mean, we would too. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. That it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. Maybe I'll try and read your version. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while, there was st- while they were still, while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, "Do you have anything here to eat?" They gave him a piece of a piece. Yes, that says piece, not peace. A piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. What a fascinating verse. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. We need to ask the Lord to open our minds to understand the scriptures. What what is he saying? 46, he told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is our message for today. We need to be clothed with power from on high. Why is it so easy to miss Jesus? Because half the time we're saying one thing and doing another. Or half the time. We're operating in a belief system, but it's not a practical application of our life. And if it's just a belief system, then people are looking at us going, I know you believe in that stuff, but why doesn't that stuff follow you? And this is always the challenge to me. And so our prayer in awakening, our prayer in revival, our prayer in everything that God wants to pour out on earth is God... Come and release your power on your people. Come and release your power on your people. I don't know about you, but if you've ever read any of the records of Great Awakenings in Revival, my favorite is really, uh, I've got three favorite preachers actually. Uh, actually, I've probably got ten, but let's, let's just narrow it down. Jonathan Edwards, you might want to just quickly, as a random fact, look up what Jonathan Edwards died of. Just write a note of that and we'll leave that aside. But then we've got George Whitfield, a great preacher in the fields, and John Wesley. Three great men of God. Three great men of God used powerfully, powerfully in the preaching of the gospel. If they preached in today's settings, they would preach too long. If they preached in today's settings, some people wouldn't like the very religious attire that they wore. If they preached in today's setting, there, there would be, you know, we would need a whole lot more uh, culturally relevant ways of doing it. For example, most of them didn't have seats. They didn't have auditoriums. They didn't have sound systems. They didn't have any of this stuff. And yet they had power from on high. When we have power from on high, when we speak to people, something will happen. And I believe that this is our heart's cry as a church, that we be... A church and a people and a family that would have power from on high, and not so that we would gain fame or fortune or popularity, but that when we speak, our words will have something that will capture hearts. When we distribute Bibles in letterboxes, letterboxes will be slain in the spirit. No, I'm just kidding. We'll be people will be annoyed with us if that. They're kicking down the letterboxes. Is everyone awake this morning? When we do things accompanied by power, normal things become abnormal. And when it's got the flavour of God on it, it makes an incredible difference. I want to give you an example. I love cooking soup. Soup. And um, I've got into soups because when I grow stuff... I've realised that you generally grow way too much of the same thing all in one month. Anyone else have this problem? Like, if I've got cauliflowers coming out of my cauliflowers right now. And so, what do you do with 25 cauliflowers all at once? You make soup. And so, we're having cauliflower soup morning, <laughs> noon and night. Anyway, so I've got some... Uh, uh, Karen has taught me a fantastical piece of information about soup. I started making soup a couple of years ago, with veggies and all sorts of stuff. Making it, it's nice, it's good. And then she asked me one day, are you putting veggie stock in? And I said, no, no. And so I put one spoon, like, okay. And then you put a few in and oh my goodness. <laughs> Those soup makers, you know the difference. Veggie stock, mate. It makes a world, it's like, it's like garlic versus non-garlic. It is the ingredient veggie stock. This is what it's like when you are touched with power from on high. Your soup tastes better than anyone else's. And everyone wants it. Everyone wants your soup. Now, I know you've heard plenty of sermons where preachers rev you up and say, you know, we need to go out and raise the dead and all that. And that's good. I love that. Bring it on. But there's not a lot of that happening, even with the preachers who say that. And so I'm not about whipping you up today, but what I want to do is just stir the pot today, stir the soup today in your spirit that you will be dissatisfied with where you are now, as I am. I'm dissatisfied with where I am now. When I'm praying this morning, I'm like, I wanted a whole lot more revelation, but it wasn't coming. I'm dissatisfied. I'm dissatisfied with unanswered prayers. I'm dissatisfied with being satisfied with the world. I'm dissatisfied with being satisfied with a normal church. I'm dissatisfied with the things that many of us have come accustomed to. Are you dissatisfied? If you're not, in the next 20 minutes, I'm hoping you'll be very, very dissatisfied. I want to make you dissatisfied. I challenge you to be dissatisfied. Be dissatisfied with your normal, Australian, boring, Christian life. Yeah. Yeah. Be dissatisfied with it. I mean, if you think about it, let's just think about this for a moment. And this, none of this is in my notes because I didn't even have notes this morning. But if if you really think about it, God has plonked us here on earth for roughly 70, 80, 90, 100 years, whatever it is, and we spend so much time stressing about very, very minor things that have zero eternal significance. Zero eternal significance. We plan, we plot, we do all sorts of things, and we do all this stuff as well. Because this is, this is what the world, the machine, Babylon, tells us. That's what we're meant to be consumed with. Be consumed with everything else, everything else. And yet God says, when you receive power from on high... And so the title of my message, its why is it so easy to miss Jesus, is because we can get so consumed with the Babylonian system of even doing church, of doing life, of doing routine, routine superannuation when we're 65 and rah, 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 and this system and that system and this system and that system, and all the systems begin to run us. And we lose, we lose the stock. We lose the catalyst. We lose the garlic. We lose the essence of the spirit of God. But I, I want to keep prodding you. Be completely dissatisfied with your life right now. And you can, you can hold me to that. Even though I've got dirt bikes and they do fill a big void in your life. Okay, they do. A big void. But they're not enough. Nothing's enough. No relationship. No leader. No church. Bells, whistles, latest albums, everything, none of it, none of it, power from on high, power from on high, that's how he finishes this bit, this really, it's a preach, isn't it, he, he gives his disciples, he just appears, boom, there he is, there's Jesus, I mean, I would be shaking in my boots as well, uh, it would blow my socks off. There's always a few switched-on ones in the front there. You are my witnesses of these things, and behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. Upon you. He wants the promised Holy Spirit to be upon you and upon me. What does that look like? It looks like we will have an essence, an essence of power from on high. And we may not, may not have the faith to be raising the dead. I don't right now. If someone dropped dead this morning, look to Karen. <laughs> I'm probably the, the most honest preacher in Adelaide. It, it's, I'd have a go, absolutely. I would have a go. But I'm dissatisfied with that even. I'm dissatisfied with that. Are you? You don't have to ask me, but are you? Are you dissatisfied? 20 years ago, you prayed prayers that were so bold, that were so fantastical and majestical that you thought you'd be doing incredible things. Where are they now? Where are they now? Where are the bold prayers? Where's the steps of faith? Where's the fasting? Where's the generous giving? Where's, the, where's those great steps, those great feats of faith that we've done over the years, but we've, we've slowly just dried up and we've begun to pull up the, the quilt and the safety quilt and go, yeah, it's much warmer in here. It's much warmer in here. I'm not saying you have to beat yourself. It's not about that at all. It's just about saying, Holy Spirit, awaken me. Holy Spirit, awaken me, because it's so easy to miss Jesus. It's so easy, you know, even when we get really radical and we get into revival movements, we can still miss Jesus because then it becomes about the revival movement or the leader or the band or the worship. I love this song. I love the worship. And there they are in Africa having amazing revival with no worship. It's always about the man. It's always about the man. It doesn't matter how good we get. It doesn't matter how many people or how few. It's always about that man, that God man, Jesus Christ. And whatever, whatever template we want to set on a move of God, it's always got to be about Him. It's got to be about Him. It doesn't matter where you are in your life this morning. You might not even be close to Jesus this morning. I want to encourage you, get close to Him. Get to know Him. Because there will be some who get to know him and get accelerated by obedience in him that we all look at and go, we've known him for 30 years and we're not doing that stuff. Because because of willingness and obedience. And that scares me even when I say things like that because I'm like, "Ah, more chaos. We've got to deal with that. But, But ultimately, we can so easily miss it. We can so easily miss it. We, we've been in moves of God. We as a church have been in moves of God. We've seen God move. Many have come, many have gone. And I'm not saying we got it right, but Jesus has been moving and he still is moving. And, and many of us, many of us, when he increases the water, when I read the accounts of the Great Awakenings, Great Awakening 1 and 2, uh, as particularly the, there's something about the preaching of, of George Whitfield. I'd love you to read some of his stuff. Because this guy preached to crowds of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 at the age of 20. At the age of 20. That's like a lot of you guys. At the age of 20. Yes, he'd been to university. Yes, he was a well-educated man, but he knew what it was to stand for Jesus, and God moved powerfully, and we want to pray for him to do it again. Now, we might not be 20 anymore. (laughs) Maybe we're not quite there yet, but whatever it is, if Jesus' words are true... And he says, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Some teach and preach, and I think this is a sad teaching, that signs, wonders, miracles, and the power of the Holy Spirit in that demonstrative way. And the gifts of the Spirit died with the apostles because the apostles were around to accelerate and grow the church. I think it's 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 fine if you want to believe that but I would rather believe that holy spirit didn't just finish and then vump he disappeared and left us to our own devices and then he somehow just slips in and he saves some he heals some he does this it's like confusion power from on high power from on high what does that look like i want to i want to let that just Go through your mind, even when you're praying this week, power from on high. What does it look like to me, for me to walk with power from on high in my life? Prod, prod yourself with that with that stirring thought of what does it look like? What does it look like in my prayer life? Maybe it mean, Maybe you've given up praying in tongues, praying in the spirit, because you're like, I don't even know what I'm saying. Not many churches even pray in this language anymore. Even Pentecostal churches have given up on it. Why is that? Because it offends people. You know, I don't understand it. We can't logically think it. It doesn't look good on the camera or whatever else. But the Spirit of God births new life. He births new life. If we want evangelism, it's going to be power from on high. It's it's very old school, really. It's so old school it goes back to the Bible. (laughs) See, some people have their pet peeves, their pet likes, some don't like skinny jeans, some don't like this type of song. But ultimately, there's, there's still a time zone that is their favorite. You know what I'm saying? Some people might have, a, oh, I said that to Pat, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we don't know half those songs because, you know, some of us weren't even born. Everyone has their set thing. Jesus is not in a style of song. Jesus is not in a certain time zone where God moved and we liked that time better than we do now. Jesus overrides all of that. And when we're focused in on him, that man, that God man, and when we gaze on his eyes and when we let him gaze on our eyes, he does something. And I'm telling you, when we access that power from on high, we've we've never seen what will happen to this region. And you know what it will look like? It will look like handing Bibles into letterboxes praying over those letterboxes, saying, Lord, save this household. It'll look like us doing very, very normal things. And then there'll be the supernatural things as well. There'll be the signs, wonders and miracles. But do you know what? Sometimes in revival movements, we focus so much on the signs, wonders and miracles that we forgot that God oftentimes through the apostles worked amazing things just in their daily lives, They're on the way to the temple. They heal the sick. They're on their way here. They do this. They're feeding, breaking bread, multiplying bread, multiplying wine. These things were normal, everyday occurrences. They weren't in temples. They weren't in necessarily these arenas. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I want to read you a quote that I have. Guarantee you you've heard before and you'll get it by the end, okay? It's, it's short. You might miss it if you're, if you're not listening. But just hear me on this. And it starts out this. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Let's lift our hands. Let's ask the king of kings to come in our midst. Of course He isn't safe, but He's good. He's the King, I tell you. King Jesus wants to rule and reign over our lives. You might be standing here this morning and you might have realised I've been fast asleep. I've had the quilt so far above me, it's been like boiling in here. I know there's times I have as well. Spiritually asleep. And so we want to ask the Lord this morning to awaken us. It doesn't matter about anyone else. Don't, don't even worry about anyone. You don't have to look around. Don't do anything. This is just between you and Him. But I warn you, He isn't safe because He's the King. He's the king. He's King Jesus. And he wants to be king of your life. You might be bored. You might be lazy. You might be stuck. You might not know what to do with your life. You might be frustrated, anxious, fearful, whatever it is. But I want to tell you, he's not safe. If we take him seriously, he will lead us into risky territory, he'll take us into the outer reaches. He will, he will prompt us to do things, to love on people, to be generous, to give things away, to share the gospel, to pray for people, to intercede, whatever it looks like. I don't know. It's different for everyone. But He's the King. And He is not safe, said Mrs. Beaver. I want to tell you, He's not safe. He's not safe. I wish He was. I wish... I wish he was, but he's not. So Lord, we ask this morning, King Jesus, that you would come and rule and reign in this place. King Jesus, that you would come and you would fill us with power from on high. Power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we've forgotten what it's about. Sometimes we've just been too lazy. Sometimes we've been too distracted. And so this morning, Lord, we lay things down. We lay things down and we say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. You rule and reign above every other thing. You are bigger than... You're bigger than the coronavirus. You're bigger than governments. You're bigger than all the opinions of man. You're bigger than everything. So we say, come and awaken. Come and awaken your church. Come and awaken your bride. Come and awaken us. Come and awaken me this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I said to Karen after last weekend, I mean, I've been knackered this week. I said, we're going to just keep it real vanilla this morning. But we're not. Okay. If you're hungry for a touch of his power from on high, I just want you to come down the front. And I specifically, I specifically want Karen to just go, she's a lightning bolt of God's power. She's going to come and just release heaven over you. If you get really affected by the Spirit, just be, you can come and kneel already. It's not about you falling or doing anything. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus coming and touching His people with His power, not our power, His power so that we can go forth and do what He wants us to do. So you come this morning, if you want a touch of heaven on your life, maybe you've never experienced this before, come hungry for a touch of power from on high and the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He will come upon you and He will fill you with fresh power, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. If a couple of strong guys could just follow Karen, she's gonna go quickly and just lay hands on people. Even now, just follow her and catch and help people as she prays. That would be fantastic. And we're just going to sing this song for a couple of minutes. If you want to come, come now and be ready to receive power from on high. Holy Spirit, release power this morning. Power. I release fire in the Name of Jesus. Fire in the Name of Jesus. Fresh Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fire, fire in Jesus' Name, fire in Jesus' Name. Yeah, let's sing this song.